Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Alright, welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber along with Kartik Krishnaya and it's uh, Friday, it's time for our Premier League preview show, a uh, whole slate of matches in the Premier League, the Carabao Cup is behind us, the international break is behind us, although Kartik, there is another one of those coming up fairly soon, I'm afraid to say, um, but let's get down to it, shall we? Some great Premier League action coming up and of course... Uh, the world would never be complete with some fresh ridiculousness coming from our domestic league, that is Major League Soccer. You ready, Kartik? Yeah, yeah. Big weekend ahead in the Premier League uh, for a number of managers potentially on the brink now uh, already. Uh, when we're seeing actually today Nathan Jones in the championship. Uh, they lose to, uh, Stoke loses to Nottingham Forest. He might be gone by the end of the weekend. Uh, managerial sackings in England are uh, a thing that happened early in the season now it used to be guys got more time than this so uh, a lot of managers on the brink and we're going to talk about that in our Premier League preview absolutely so we're going to get to it all and um, our listener one of our listeners Ray Roscoe who's actually contributed to this show before through some very thoughtful calls and uh, emails sent us another email talking about the Major League Soccer playoffs and uh, the quote competitive balance in the league, so we might have a little chin wag about that. Eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. If you have something to say, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, of course, you can always find us on Twitter. It's at Fifth Street Sports. Find us on Facebook, Fifth Street, uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. I'll get there at some point, Kartik. Uh, and of course, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world who are listening on the American Forces Network. Uh, we thank you for your service, and we do love bringing this show to you as we do every weeknight from 9 p.m. Eastern Time on these very networks. And by the way, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, we have a lot of them now. Uh, iTunes, iHeart, award-winning SiriusXM app. We welcome you to the show. We love it when you participate that's the best way to find us. Once again, 800-878-7529. Well, I won't say that there are some humdinger of Premier League matches in front of us. This is the first uh, weekend in a while that we haven't had a sort of top six clash. Uh, but there are some pretty exciting ones. Nevertheless, we will get into them just on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. By the way, I'd like to say hello to Kerry, uh, listening out there, listening out somewhere in Las Vegas. I'm going to be seeing her in a little bit. I uh, hope you're ready for some pizza. I know I am. How about you, Kartik? You hungry? I just ate some pizza. Oh, well, good for you. Well, you know, you are three hours ahead of me, uh, being in Florida, and I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, and yeah. so it's normal that you would have already eaten your pizza, and I will be eating mine uh, at the end of the show. All right, well, welcome to back to the show, uh, Fistry Soccer. We have been promising our Premier League preview for a while, so we will do that. And while we are doing that, I will remember to pull up the odds because I know there are a number of people that listen to me when I feature on our betting show on this channel, on this station, uh, called Picks and Parlays Radio. And today I did... 
uh, had three picks uh, in the Premier League, but uh, I'll pull up the odds for all the games and we can incorporate that into our discussion because, well, we know every now and then everybody loves to have a small wager. Let's kick it all off, shall we, Kartik, with the early game on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure, quite honestly, that this there's an awful lot to this game, although I know it's an arrogant thing to say, being a Liverpool supporter, uh, but... I think that is pretty much the way it is, Kartik. Uh, this match is at Bramall Lane. It's uh, Sheffield United hosting Liverpool. And, you know, even though the Blades, they, they what, they beat Everton at Goodison last week, I want to say. But uh, are they going to do it? Are they going to beat both Liverpool teams two weeks in a row? Look, anything can happen in the Premier League. We've certainly seen that. But Liverpool seem to be in fine fettle and... Uh, while they may may not be quite as high flying as Man City are, uh, they may be just a little bit more reliable. And I, I don't, I'm not sure I see them dropping points here. And the odds makers would agree. Sheffield United are plus nine hundred and twenty for the home win. <laughs> so I don't know, Kartik. What do you think? Is this the upset of the weekend? Yeah, I think uh, I think Liverpool probably cruise in this match. Uh, Sheffield United. Uh, place some very interesting football uh, with, with the uh, concept of the attacking fullback, the inver- uh, sorry, the uh, the attacking center back, the inverted fullbacks, all of those interesting thing- tactical innovations that Chris Wilder have has created for them, uh, which might, will be fun to watch, but uh, I don't think that they're going to uh, uh, have much of a shot in this match at Bramall Lane, but a great thrill for. Uh, Sheffield United to host Liverpool. Now, I will mention the last time they hosted Liverpool, Liverpool got a point because of a Steven Gerrard dro- dive that led to a penalty. Sheffield United relegated uh, at the end of the season on level on points with Wigan. So there is a little bit of a, a, a anger towards Liverpool still among um, Blades fans, but um, it should be a pretty straightforward 3 1, 4 1, something like that for Liverpool. Yeah, I think so. It's funny, you know. Um... I mentioned in, in, in my sort of preamble to this match, I said, you know, Liverpool not really flying quite as high as Manchester City, but but perhaps they're a bit more reliable. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, Kartik, um, if you want to win the Premier League over 38 games, the key is to be reliable. It's not necessarily to be yeah. the highest flyer. And I think if you look back at last season, um, Man City had their little blip. What, what did they lose? Two games or two games and three draws or something like that over the whole. No, whole season. they lost four or five games. Actually, no, I don't think they I lost mean, that Liverpool many. Liverpool only lost once. Yeah, Liverpool only yeah, lost they... one. But you know, it was a sort of consistency that grinded out consistency of getting the wins, and and it doesn't really. I mean, goal differential is one thing, but but you just got to get the points. So they're not yeah. beating teams eight nil like you know City beat Watford last weekend, but. I don't see Liverpool dropping points here. I think they're too focused in on this. Uh, and I, I think this is their year to win the title, uh, barring, uh, you know, a massive blip here or there. I mean, all teams will have some form of a blip. For Liverpool last season, it was a it was one too many draws. Uh, for City last season, it was, what, dropping those, uh, losing those two or three matches they lost. I think everyone was exci- was very surprised at that. But, you know, they just kept yeah, on with the... succession. Yeah, but they just yeah, kept on with the consistency with game after that. I yeah. mean, it was next to perfect. All right, well, that's the prediction on this one. Uh, Sheffield United, Liverpool. Uh, interestingly enough, let me check on what the goal, what the, uh, let's see what the total goals are on this one. Uh, I'm wondering what the bookies are thinking in goals. Um... 
Well, consensus is three goals, interestingly enough. Hmm, that's interesting. So it's a 3-0 Liverpool victory uh, is what the bookies are looking at. That's what the betting consensus is. 3-0 Liverpool victory. And that's probably about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, let's go to the next match, shall we? Um, oh, Villa Park. This is one of my matches I did today, Kartik. Uh, Aston Villa, Burnley. And this is an interesting match because, you know... I, I mean, are Aston Villa still trying to work out how they lost a 10-man Arsenal last weekend? Yeah, especially when they they took the lead against uh, a full-strength Arsenal side. And then when Arsenal got a bit of a cheap penalty to equalize, uh, just a minute later, Wesley scored a goal. Great ball from Jack Grealish. Uh, but they, um, they've had a problem finishing matches, Villa. They looked very good against Spurs for about 70 minutes. They looked very good against Arsenal for about 70 minutes. They have also um, fallen behind sometimes early in matches and then uh, closed strong like they did against Bournemouth. But in all these cases, they've they've lost. And um, it's going to take a little bit of, um, little bit of just um, guile from this squad to get uh, to the level that I, I know Dean Smith wants them at. Now, in fairness, we do have to say they have had so many new players, uh, yeah. and and they're trying to mesh them all together. Uh, but uh, look, uh, of the newly promoted teams, they look far and away the weakest. And the thought was, coming into the season, they would be the strongest of the three, even though they had finished fifth or sixth in the. Yeah, and what, the we we had that discussion in, in our yeah. preview run up uh, many times. Right, because Sheffield United uh, bought one significant player, Ali McBurney. Norwich has not bought anyone. They have the same team they had in the championship. So the thinking was Villa spending more money than anyone in the division. Even uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, they've spent more money than all those clubs. Uh, this window, uh, it, it seems to have unsettled the team more than anything, if I'm honest with you, Nick. I, I like Burnley in this match. Well, I don't, Carter. Can I tell you why? Burnley have yet to win away uh, this season. True. Um, you know, they're Results against Norwich, their 2-0 two, two uh, home victory against Norwich last week, gave them the three points. Look, if that had been a draw, and, and okay, I, I, I mean, it wasn't likely to be at any point during the match, in fairness, but the point is is that we're only six matches in, and, and, and the table position can be a little deceiving. Um, they are right. scoring goals. They are scoring goals. They're scoring well above a goal a game, which is good. They're also conceding well above a goal a, goal a game. I actually like Villa for this because um, they need some points, and they need some points badly. I mean, they have one win on the season. This is at home, and they're not playing bad football, Kartik. I mean, they're not. They're playing inconsistent football, but they have a very good squad. I mean, they really do have a very good squad. It just hasn't really gelled. It hasn't really come together. It's sort of like a Frankenstein squad a little bit. It's sort of all the various pieces they went out and acquired. Uh, but I, I think they turn around. I think this is a home win, and uh, I believe the bookies have total goals on this one as three. I'm saying this is 2-1, so uh, pardon me, two and a half is a total goal. So I say take the over at plus 101 and take the home win at plus 120. You've talked me into it. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Villa 2-1. to one. There we go. I mean, I think Burnley's ninth position flatters to deceive. I mean, do you really think Burnley have played such wonderful football this year? 
No, but they're not going to play wonderful football. Sean Dyche uh, is into getting results, and they'll get the results they need to stay in the division. They do every year. So, uh, But you're right. This is away from home. Villa need a win. And the more I think about it, Villa, Villa should win this. These are the sorts of matches they need to get three points in. So um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna back you and back them. Okay. I would say if they can't get three points in this match, they're going to be a relegation contender all season. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Because, uh, you know, uh, this is the seventh game. I mean, what are we now? This is a, a, a fifth of the way through the season at this point, 20%, right? Yeah, just about. I mean, so it's not like super early doors, but it is fairly early in the season. But it's to the point now that we can start to see some trends. And I think teams that are unable to get wins at home, well, that's a problem. All right, we're going to have to take a break. So we're going to do that. We'll come back with more of our patented professional pundits prognostications of the Premier League. Right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Nick and Kartik. We'll be right back after this. All right, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. It is our Premier League preview as we get ready for some great games this weekend. Uh, no really massive clashes, Kartik. We, we spoke about this. We've been really uh, spoiled, I think, the first six match days of the season that we had sort of a big six clash almost every one of these weekends. Yeah, but I, uh, quite honestly, th- th- this might be more interesting because I think we're, we're going to be focusing more on uh, every match and, and some of the mid-table matchups and potential relegation six-pointers this early in the season as compared to consistently um, being uh, focused entirely on uh, on that top six matchup every week. Like last week, it was Liverpool-Chelsea. Yeah, right. It was Liverpool-Chelsea last week, and that was a cracking game. But we are going down the list. We've done uh, Sheffield United-Liverpool, Villa-Burnley. Uh, Villa uh, now let's move to the next one. This is a fascinating match actually because it features a couple of teams that both lost midweek in the Carabao Cup I'm talking about um, uh, Bournemouth West Ham this is at the Vitality Stadium this is uh, away for West Ham United Uh, they both lost I mean West Ham lost to Oxford United Bournemouth lost to um, Burton Albion West Ham though unbeaten in the last five Kartik Uh, and that is a pretty impressive response i think from pellegrini's team but on the other hand bournemouth also doing quite well i mean they've uh what won two two in a row uh they had victories against uh who was it southampton and everton although i think everyone's beating everton these days um this is a fairly interesting match because even though the hammers haven't beaten bournemouth i guess since the 2015-16 season um, they're coming up against uh, Eddie Howe's side, who are very good, very disciplined, uh, very uh, you know, very put together, well put together team. I think is the best way yeah. I, I could think to put it. Um, so you might think that uh, logic would tell you this is going to be a draw, and that's what my logic is telling me is that this is going to be a draw. I'm going to say this is that's two- what my logic telling me also. Yeah, two two plus two sixty one for the draw is a great value. Total goals are three. Uh, it's obviously going to be over, but it's minus 112. I don't think there's a great deal of value in that particular bet. But, yeah, I think this is a 2-2 draw. This should be potentially one of the matches of the weekend, Kartik. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, 
Bournemouth has been really uh, underperforming and yet getting results. Uh, Ryan Frazier, who was uh, so scintillating last season, has yet to get on track this season. Callum Wilson, Joshua King have not been as good uh, going forward as they were last season. Harry Wilson, the uh, Liverpool uh, loney, has been phenomenal. Yeah. As is uh, Terrence Billing, who, who they bought from Huddersfield, uh, who – or bottom of the championship now. So um, <laughs> another more, we saw it with Wolves a few years back in Sunderland, you get relegated and, and then you just are in a total uh, free fall. And, and uh, the it's, championship is very difficult to compete in after being relegated from the Premier League. Uh, in terms of West Ham, very, very good team, fit team. Uh, we talked about them earlier in the week um, when we did our special podcast edition of this show uh, that Pellegrini has got this team now finally fit finally healthy uh, in a way that they weren't last season. I, I'm going to say draw. I think that's the safest pick. These yeah. are two very good teams and two teams that have played very good football so far and, this season. And this is for sure going to be a score draw. I mean, these teams, we're going to see goals. This is why I'm saying this is going to be one of the more yeah. interesting and exciting matches. I mean, Bournemouth is scoring almost uh, almost two goals a game, if you can believe that, right? Which is a, a really right. interesting and, number. And, and West Ham, uh, you know, West Ham have scored, what, about one and a half goals a game. Uh, eight goals on the season. Bournemouth, I mean, the only teams that have scored more than Bournemouth are Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal have the same amount, uh, City and Liverpool. So that that should give you an idea of what, what we're dealing with here. Just because this isn't one of these sort of, you know, sexy names in the Premier League, the, this team can put, put a game on. Right, and as I said... The guys who've been their best attacking players the last few years, Frazier, uh, well, first of all, off David Brooks, who was phenomenal last season, has been injured, has not played a minute yet this season. Uh, Frazier has not played well. Uh, King and Wilson have played okay, but they haven't played as well as they did last season. So uh, Bournemouth, if anything, is going to get even better uh, in terms yeah. of scoring goals as the season wears on. Uh, I think they have one of the most exciting attacks in the league you know we had this conversation at some point last season when i was on the show with you about bournemouth and how good they were going forward um yeah i'd say 2-2 that's it's going to be a score draw and it's going to probably be over yeah 2-2 and it's the over that's what we have for this one uh bournemouth west ham by the way uh, we have a number of nigerian followers uh kartik who listen to this show for our substantially excellent picks by the way so i would like to welcome those listening in nigeria to the show and please, um, if your uncle is a retired general, please don't don't call me, okay? I'm not sending you $10,000 so that you can then send me a million. <laughs> All right. But no, we do have some listeners in Nigeria, and uh, they do listen for our picks. Uh, Chelsea Brighton is the next one. And, uh, you know, Brighton had that great nil-nil draw uh, at Newcastle for them. I say great because if you're Brighton of Albion, uh, I think a nil-nil draw at uh, at Newcastle is the sort of result that you're going to be, uh, you know, writing home about. Uh, this a team has one win on the season. Uh, they are playing uh, Chelsea. This is going to be a very difficult match for them. This is away at the bridge. Uh, you know, I like Chelsea. They're weak in the back. Defensively, they're almost as bad as Arsenal, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, up, and up top, they, they like to knock the ball around. They have a lot of young talent. But, but this, <laughs> Brighton is almost, I think, a lamb for the slaughter on this one. Yeah, I, uh, 
Chelsea have impressed me of late, even when they're not getting results. That young talent's really coming together. Mount is phenomenal. Hudson-Odoi is back. He had a goal midweek yeah. in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Pedro fit again. Willian fit again. Uh, Ross Barkley fit for a change. Uh, Tammy Abraham looking as good and lively, not just goal-scoring-wise, but lively off the ball as any striker in the Premier League. Uh, this one could be three or four nil. Yeah, or I'm three saying... or four one, right? Because Chelsea's bad at the back. But yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, this... this could be a bad. This could be a really ugly one. Well, they may be bad at the back, but I mean, to be fair, Brighton aren't really scoring all that many goals. They've only scored five goals in the yeah. season. This to me is a three niler. I think this is three yeah. nil Chelsea. Three, that's, three or that's, four. Yeah, that's going to be my pick uh, for my Nigerian friends who are betting. Uh, this is there isn't great, uh, really not not good value here on this one. As the money line uh, for Chelsea is uh, minus two seventeen. Uh, you know the long shot Brighton win is plus six seventy eight, but that's not going to happen. So I would pass on this as a bet. Uh, but as a fan, if you want to see goals, this is a good game to take a gander at because at the bridge Chelsea will be knocking some in. Uh, Crystal Palace Norwich. That's the next one, Kartik, on our list of matches, and we do, we don't have actually much time. So why don't we kind of set this up? This is a Selhurst Park. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, you know, uh, it's almost unthinkable the error that uh, had them dropping the points uh, to Wolves last weekend. I mean, that doesn't happen all that often. I know Joe Ward's probably, you know, suicidal over this, but it happens, right? Um, But Norwich have been a bit of a disappointment this season. I mean, really, other than a shock, shock, shock result, this season, they've been largely rubbish. Uh, well, defensively, I think going forward and Pookie and Cantwell, they have two really good players. Yeah, but uh, defensively, they not... they've got a huge problem. I tell you what, Kart- yeah, you um... know what, Kartik, we have to go to break. Do we? No, no, we've got we've got time yet. I'm sorry, we've got three minutes. I was panicking here over the time, but let's get to this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... think I think they they've been poor at the back, but. Um... Two, a couple of the defenders from all Lewis and Max Aarons are getting better. They're getting used to the Premier League. Keep in mind, uh, Daniel Farka made a very uh, uh, interesting decision this summer that he felt like they were so good in the championship last season, which they were. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to mess with the chemistry. So he brought that championship team up. I think they will get something at Selhurst. Look, Palace, credit to Roy Hodgson. Uh, they're, they're punching above their weight, but they do not have a very good team. Um, with the exception of Zaha yeah. and Ayu when Ayu was on, and he's a very temperamental, erratic player. I, I think this could be a, a 2-2 uh, draw. I'm going to go draw on this. Yeah, I'm actually quite liking the draw on this one as well, uh, Kartik. I think that's a, a fairly solid uh, pick. I, I might be tempted to go for the Palace win, uh, but I actually think, given the fact that uh, Norwich you know, lost uh, to Burnley last weekend, I think they're going to be up for the rebound. So... You know, so much of this is mental as well. I mean, Norwich are mentally a strong team. I will give them credit for that. Uh, anyone that beats Manchester City is going to be a mentally strong team uh, to hold through uh, that situation and come out with the win. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say this is a score draw, 2-2. And right now, uh, that's pays plus 272 with the bookies. And the total goals on this one... Uh, the consensus is two and a half. So we would say take the over, which right now is minus 138. So I think they would be favoring the over on this one. So I, th- I think we're right there. Maybe, uh, although the bookies actually have this one as a 2-1 Palace win. Palace would be the favorites. But we're going to go for a draw, right, Kartik? 
Correct. All right. I'm going to write that one down because we'll come to, down to this one uh, because uh, we we may be proven wrong on this one. All right. Just a minute left in this segment. Tottenham Southampton. And, you know, I, I just every time we do this show and I talk about Tottenham, I tell you, I do not understand this team. I do not know which Tottenham Hotspur you're going to get at any point, at any time, at any match. And these days, it's not even that. Now it's even at any half of any match. You could get a totally different team showing up for 45 minutes of football versus the 90. Kartik, explain it to me. How do you see it? Uh, I, uh, I I don't really have an explanation. I, they are in trouble. Uh, there is something very wrong in the dressing room. I don't know how many times we have to say this, Nick. Uh, yeah. But... I, I, I think Pochettino will be gone, uh, well, let's say, by the November international break. I think we're, we're, we're talking about the dying days of this time. All right, we've got to go to break. I didn't realize it's now it's so late. But yeah, when we come back, let's talk Tottenham Hotspur on the other side of the break. Uh, you're listening to Fifth Street Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Nick and Kartik, stay with us. That's the problem with Tottenham Hotspur. Maybe it's sex and drugs and rock and roll, and it's all the distractions outside of the locker room, but I don't think so. Uh, welcome back, Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, before the break, we started to touch on what seems to me to be a uh, almost daily mantra on this show. What the heck is going on with Tottenham Hotspur? Uh, Kartik, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think Pochettino's got just a week or two, two or three weeks left at the most. Yeah, I think it's pretty much done. Uh, if you uh, if you ask me, unless there is some significant um, uh, shift in what's going on uh, in that dressing room, or uh, I think it's not a dressing room issue. I don't even think it's a Daniel Levy issue, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, this is uh, this is high time, and 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 you see that the performances lately have not been acceptable. Uh, Southampton, this might be an opportunity for them to steal a point at, at uh, 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 in this match because I, I think um, Spurs are just not focused. There's some sort of uh, uh, wall they've hit also in terms of these players don't think they can do very much more at this club, right? They're, they're in this position now where they believe uh, they either move on to clubs that pay them higher wages uh, or uh, they hit a wall. So I, I think uh, yeah, I think it'll be very difficult for Spurs uh, uh, to, to win this match. I'm going to say 1-1 draw. And we've seen Spurs right. underperform against these sorts of teams at, at home before in, in the last, uh, well, so, particularly since uh, the end of last season. So l- let me ask you this, because, you know, there are – so many issues around Tottenham, a team undoubtedly overloaded with talent, a team undoubtedly with an exceptionally good manager who we've seen has the ability to be tactically very smart, uh, excellent training, a real, a real technician and, and statistician and uh, you know all the positive things about it. But you know, if there's one thing that I look at Tottenham and I think is totally lacking, and I'm going to use this word very uh, I won't say liberally, and that is leadership. Who is the leader in the locker room? I mean, Harry Kane is the most limp-wristed softy I could ever imagine. I mean, do you think Harry Kane is whipping this team into shape after a horrible loss? I mean, after Leicester, for example? 
Do you think Harry Kane was yelling at the team in the locker room, yelling at his teammates, telling them how disappointed he was and, and how and how much that loss hurt him? I don't see that. Where's the? Oh, Steven, I don't think they have any real. Where's yeah, the Steven yeah. Gerrard on that team? Well, I think the guy that might have been providing that leadership uh, was Vertonghen, but he he's clearly on the outs with uh, Pochettino. So um, when you when you take um, a guy like that out of the mix. Uh, and you don't have any other leaders, and you have players that have just been kind of passive through the years, no matter how great they are, guys like Son, guys like Kane, uh, guys like Erickson. Uh, Erickson's also on the outs, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think right. you have exactly. this, this problem. Exactly. I mean, because, because yeah. you're stalwart players, you're highly skilled guys that you know are super competitive that you would expect to be leaders in the locker room, all want gone. Or else all are on the wrong side of the manager, maybe with the exception of Son, who to me is a miracle player on Tottenham because he really stands up and just puts everything out there every time he takes the pitch when he's not injured. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. So and he's you a know, player that, that puts, puts everything on the line even though uh, he's overworked. I mean, I, but another thing with Son is at some point he's going to break down and get hurt uh, well, the way they, they ride him. It's uh, and he had to play Asian Cup for, for Korea. And he's had to play uh, nonstop, uh, going back to the World Cup. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a there, – there, we, we can go on and on about this. No, no, it's but... the same thing we've been saying for a couple of weeks. I think the day is coming, uh, the day of reckoning. And at that point, you better hope Daniel Levy has a plan for who he uh, – a succession plan. Otherwise, things could get off the rails pretty quickly. I really, at this point, Nick – like Chelsea to finish in the top four as poorly as they've started because they have a young team that is improving. And I think there are just too many question marks around both Spurs and Man United and probably Arsenal also. But frankly, Chelsea could finish third, believe oh, well, it or not. As, don't as, count as out my boys, started. Leicester. Come on, come on. Yeah, no, Leicester are going to be – Leicester and West Ham are going to be the teams that fight for the top four. I think the top five at this point in my mind are, are, are Liverpool, Manchester City – Chelsea, Leicester, West Ham. I'm not even counting uh, three of the big six in that top five right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Um, look, the, the question for me on Tottenham, it's, you know, they are as mentally fragile these days as Arsenal are. And, and yeah. that's saying, I mean, if, if you could say, which team have you seen in recent memory, uh, as in the last uh, year and a half, that has absolutely no gumption, no grit, no character, uh, I'm sorry, Gunas. It's it's Arsenal. I mean, this is a team that, you know, tickle their tummy and they'll just roll over and play dead on you. You know, despite the fact they're a nine thousand pound bulldog and can rip you and could be and should rip your head off, but they don't. They won't. They can't. They don't have that steel and that metal. And I thought Tottenham did, but I just think this championship, this Champions League loss last season, just took it all out of them. Yeah. No. No. I I agree. Yeah, um, so and, you know, it's I like think, after yeah. a, a, you know, after a long night of shagging, just interested in going to sleep, right? Not interested in getting up <laughs> doing it again. So you know, I, yeah, I think they, that's so, so. Sorry, ladies, but uh, you you know, yeah, I think that they're just uh, they're shot, honestly, and, and uh, they 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 put everything in to trying to win uh, that Champions League, and to to the to the detriment of their league form, and they just never picked it back up. Never. All right, well, uh, I'm going to still say that Tottenham are likely to win this match, and I think the bookies would agree with me at minus 306, Southampton a plus 926, the draw plus 457 if you want to take a flyer on it. I can't imagine Tottenham aren't going to win this game. 
I keep saying that, but then they keep proving me wrong. But I'm still going to say a Tottenham victory here. I'm going to say, you know, if they got a big win, like a 3 0 here, it could actually galvanize this team. Yeah, I could. <laughs> you yeah, don't I, sound I, they, convinced. There could be a turning point like that, and then the Pochettino uh, reign is saved. The tenure is saved, but I, I just don't see that happening. No, I don't either. They, I think they are going to win this game, though. Do you agree? Yeah. No, no, no. I think it's going to be a 1 1 draw. That's where I'm going. Oh, draw. Oh, Kartik. So the draw is going to pay fantastically. A plus 457. Uh, Kartik draw. I'm just writing this down so I can come back and say how wrong you were. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur win. Uh, that's Nick. Okay, let's go. Next one. This is a fascinating match. This is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Watford. Look, two teams that finished, what was it, 5th and 11th or 7th and 11th, respectively, in the league last year. Yeah. Teams that at times last year we were saying were the, quote, best of the rest. Teams that, particularly Wolves, that were playing some spectacular attacking football uh, last season that really were just dynamic and exciting. And now here we are, six six games into the new season, neither one with a win, both at the bottom of the table. This, I think, is our very first true relegation six-pointer, Kartik. Yeah, I think this is, and I think that this is a match that uh, Wolves will win at the Molyneux. Uh, I know Kiki Sanchez-Flores has come in hoping to change uh, the way Watford defends, but Wolves need these these points. And guess what? There was no uh, Europa League this week. Yeah. And they're back to playing on a Saturday. I think that's going to help them. So I, I, I like Wolves. Yeah. I think this might be good. This might be pretty resounding. They might win two or three, uh, one. To, uh, I'll say two, one to be safe. Well, I have one nil for Wolves at plus 102, but, you know, I'm just not sure how a, a team like Watford can really mentally come back from an 8 nil thrashing. Yeah. I mean, just say, put yourself in the, in the mind of these players. Uh, how do you stay mentally strong after that embarrassment? And that was an embarrassment. There's no ifs, ands, or buts yeah. about that, right? Right. I don't know how you come back from that, if I'm honest with you. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think it's you can either. Tough. All right, we all agree, though. Wolves, right? Wolves for the win at uh, plus 102. Yeah. All right, Goodison Park, Everton take on Manchester City. Uh, this one is a wild odds for Everton to win this at plus 805. Um, you know, uh, they thrash Watford, albeit they've thrashed them at home, 8-0, Man City. But, you know, Everton are just bloody awful. They've lost two on the bounce. They lost away at Bournemouth. They lost home at home to Sheffield United 2-0. I mean, go figure that one. Uh, their wins have come. A one-goal victory against uh, Wolves. A one-goal w- victory against uh, bottom feeders Watford. Uh, Everton are really, really, really crap. And if they keep this form up, I believe they can replace Aston Villa as the third team in the in the relegation zone right now. And in point of fact... The only, interestingly, the only two teams they have beaten so far are Wolves and Watford. Um, yeah, uh, this is an important match for Marco Silva. Uh, he's uh, uh, gotten more time than previous Everton managers have uh, to solve things. It looked like defensively they had fixed things at the end of last season. Uh, Everton are a traditional bogey team for Manchester City. I, I mean, Ronald Koeman beat Pep Guardiola 4-0 a couple of years ago. And the uh, City's 100-point season, they did not even beat Everton at home. They drew Everton at home. Uh, I like Everton in a huge upset to win this match. 
uh, two to one. Really? And Marco Silva's tenure is saved at least for another month. Wow, really, Carsey? That is a shocker. Yes. It's I not don't. a shocker if you know the history of this 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 series. I, mean, I don't. Everton, uh, Everton are plus eight oh five to. All right, Everton are plus eight of. Mind you, City are only minus two eighty one to win this. By the way, I mean that's not pretty. I mean that's a big favorite, but that's uh, they are a three and a half goal favorite to win this game. The bookies have this as wow. a consensus win through three and three three nil for City. Uh, I think that's probably about right. I know you like Everton for this one, but I just can't see it, Kartik. I can't see it happening. Uh, of course, we've seen crazier things this Premier League season, but let's put this one down to a difference of opinion. Uh, Sunday's game is a good one. Uh, we have two. We have a Sunday and a Monday. Uh, is Leicester Newcastle, and um, uh, I'm just going to put this very simply: um, Leicester going to win this. That's <laughs> at the King Power. Oh yeah, I, I love this Leicester team. I, I think Brendan Rodgers is doing. An absolutely cracking job with this team. I think they're young, they're dynamic, they believe in him, they believe in his system, uh, and they they play hard. And you know, uh, they do. They go to Liverpool uh, the following week, so this is one of those games where they're going to want to take the points. Now it's going to be three points for Leicester at minus one seventy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, in fact, uh, Newcastle have not been as bad as I thought they'd be. This season under Steve Bruce, but uh, Lester uh, should win this easily. Uh, 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 a player to watch that has not gotten that much playing time this season, Harvey Barnes. I think he's going to really emerge uh, for Lester. Yet another young player. Madison's been good. Chowdhury's been good. Uh, you saw some contributions from Iose Perez last week. Yeah, I love this Lester team also. I, I think they win, and I think they're in that top four conversation all season. Yeah, I do. I do as well. I'm mean, a terrific team to watch too. Lots of fun and nice to see him bounce back after, of course, uh, the tragedies of uh, you know uh, of last year. So uh, all all good. All right, uh, Kartik, uh, Manchester United and Arsenal is <laughs> what's that? That's the Monday uh, game. I'm just this. Yeah, this this matchup's lost its luster. Uh, I it's at Old Trafford, but you know, I just think that. I just have this feeling Arsenal are going to get something from this match. Um, United have been unconvincing, right? And uh, when Pogba doesn't play, they're really bad. Right. Well, um, uh, yeah. It's um, such a hard match to predict, to, to, to be honest with you. Um, because but neither of these teams are really any good. I mean, oh, right, right. That's exactly I mean, what I'm thinking. You know, their names are great, and yeah, Arsenal's in fourth place. But you remember, this is a team that uh, lost to Liverpool, lost to uh, Drew Tottenham, drew Watford away. I mean, they dropped points to Watford. Uh, they beat. Uh, oh, we're almost out of time. This segment, you know, yeah, they they beat Villa three two. They beat Burnley two one. Uh, Arsenal are not convincing. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more here on Fistry Soccer. All right, just a couple minutes left on the show. Uh, Kartik, we are talking Man United, Arsenal at Old Trafford, the Monday game. Uh, it's <laughs> it's like they are so poor, these teams. Um, on, the, on the one hand, yeah. I think Unai Emery is uh, not up for the task. Um, and on the other hand, I think uh, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is up for the task. Uh, I think that the one is the players have... Arsenal players have really checked out. I mean, with a couple of exceptions. 
I don't think Emery can do much for them. And I just think Man United players, quite frankly, Kartik are not good enough. Uh, defensively, uh, uh, Arsenal are a disaster. Yeah, and, and they're not going to have Rob holding back for this match. They're not going to have Bellerine back, I don't believe. Uh, so uh, the, defensively, uh, they're still in some trouble. Uh, and then I think uh, when you look at the attacking end, they're brilliant, right? They've got Pepe, yep. Aubameyang, well, Lacazette's injured, but they've got just these great attacking players. Joe Wilcock has turned out to be quite a revelation. The youngster, Reese Nelson, when he's played, has been decent. But they just defensively, they're poor. And that, that central midfield situation, uh, losing Aaron Ramsey, not something, uh, by the way, Emery wanted, but um, apparently higher-ups uh, from him had decided that they weren't going to offer uh, uh, Ramsey the salary that they wanted, that he wanted, and he, he, he hightailed to Juventus, uh, leaving uh, Emery and, and Arsenal deficient in that position, and they just haven't replaced him. Uh, so they have um, – I, I think that they're in, in real trouble uh, right. on the season. But – in this particular matchup, when you consider how poor United has been in central midfield and you, you think about how good Aubameyang and Pepe are, I think they'll get enough to get a draw. So you think draw, Kartik, at uh, plus 240? 1-1. Yeah. Um, yeah, United are the favorites at plus 120, Arsenal at plus 210 for the win. Uh, you say the 1-1 draw. I'm going to go with that at plus 240. I'm going to agree with you. And just before we check out here, uh, yeah, the odds makers have three goals as a consensus. I think that's maybe generous. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up, folks. Uh, tune in Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern. More of the same. Till then, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.